Thank you, Jesus. We are reading from the book of Ephesians chapter 5, from the verses 21 to 23. Ephesians is right after the book of Genesis. Hallelujah. I like that. It means that you know your scriptures. We are reading the book of Ephesians chapter 5, from the verses 21 to 23. It says that submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ... Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. I'll take this again. 21. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Hallelujah. At this point in time, Reverend Dr. I love Reverend Dr. Because right down from vacation Bible school, Hallelujah. 23 years we have seen him. We'll hear Reverend Dr. Jameson. Good morning. And press on this victory within the Lord this morning that he has gathered all of us here. The Sunday morning, and we did not find ourselves anywhere but in his presence to celebrate the Lord's day. It is a great day that the Lord has made and he called on us to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Let's share a word of prayer. Father, we come in the mighty name of Jesus that this is the day that you have made. And you brought, of, you brought all of us here to rejoice and be glad in it. We've gathered unto you this morning. The gathering is unto you. We all came here to hear you. We pray that, Lord, you bring your word with clarity, unction, power, and authority. And grant all of us the spirit of obedience to accept your word in Bible. And walk in your word. I pray the Lord you set me aside and speak to your people. And even speak to me also. We ask your grace and your presence. Even in this place. And all over the world where your name is being mentioned. Where your name is being proclaimed. Lord manifest your power. And your presence. I ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Building healthy family relationship. This month should have been a family life focus month. That's how come we have this uh, topic there, but we're going to have a full month somewhere in October. So the Bible has much to say about how to have a healthy family relationship. 
The passage of scripture that we read talked about husband and wife. And that scripture urges husband and wife to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submitting to one another, recognizing one another out of reverence for Christ. For Christ is the head of both the husband and the wife. So the Bible teaches a lot about how we should have a healthy family relationship. And the family unit is man and a wife who come together and start a family uh, by producing a godly offspring. And therefore, when you study common traits, common traits about healthy family, that's what I want to share with you this morning. When you study, I, I read a lot, a lot from... Um, Dr. James Dobson, while reading for this sermon, when you study traits of healthy families or healthy relationship, there are certain things that come up that I will want to share with you. Certainly, God wants our families to succeed and prosper. God designed the family to be a basic building block for society and even for the church. If family units in the church are healthy, we are going to have healthy church. Because you have a, a husband who is a, a, a priest or a pastor in the home who is carrying all the family after him and presenting them to God. When they come to church, they really function as a unit block of the body of Christ. So ultimately God wants us to have spiritually healthy families so we can produce godly offsprings. We all know healthy families don't just happen. You cannot just sit down and then you become healthy as a family. We all know that. Even sustaining a marriage and raising children are challenging things to do. Therefore you need to go to God who is the head of both the husband and the wife to give you wisdom, to give you guidance, to give you directions. That is very challenging to stay as husband and wife. It's challenging when God bless you with children to raise them in the fear and the knowledge of the Lord. But through it all, if we recognize that God or Jesus is the head, the third party of that union, then you can go to him, study his word, obey his word, and run your family on the basis of God's word. So traits of healthy families. The first one I want to share is a deep commitment to one another. A family that will be healthy, a family that will be strong, must have this trait of deep commitment. When people come to marry in the family life office, I normally do a snap interview before I give them the forms to fill. Now ask them, you are here to pick a form for us to help you, cancel you so that you get married. Give me definition of marriage. Then they'll go all over the tangent, you know, talk about God says it's not good for man to be alone and all those kind of things. They'll tell me all that. I say, why are you getting married? What is your definition for marriage? And then they'll go round, round, round. Finally, I'll say, in simple terms, 
definition of marriage is a lifetime commitment, period. You meet somebody, you fall in love with that person, and you pledge to that person that I commit to you for life. So healthy marriages will have a deep commitment to one another. A deep commitment. Members of family unit have difficulties. All of us. Every home, every marriage will have their disagreements, trials, troubles, just as everyone else does. Their life gets frantic. Husband and wife, their life gets frantic. They get laid off from work. They can't find decent jobs. They struggle to make ends meet. What set them apart? Healthy families, what set them apart is that they don't give up on each other. They keep loyalty, commitment to each other. When circumstances become strained, they have a steady, unwavering dedication, commitment to each other. That is what a healthy family is. You go through issues, you go through problems of life, but when all these things are happening, you continue to be loyal and committed to one another even when you go through difficult times and troubled times. A commitment to stay together through the good and the bad times. That is what healthy families do. When times are bad, I stay committed to you. When times are good, I stay committed to you. When I'm frustrated, I stay committed to my family, my children. I don't drive them away. I don't frown my face. I don't kick them around. I am committed to you. Marriage is a lifetime commitment. A family unit must have a deep commitment to one another, no matter what. Healthy and strong families, that is a trait. The next trait for healthy and strong family is family time. They make family time a top priority. They take time to be with each other. They take time to connect with one another. They take time to listen to each other. They take time to be around each other. Between long working hours, school activities, house chores, family time can be hard to come by. If you don't make time, you always be tired. You always have something to do. But healthy families always spend time together. Most homes have dining tables, but these days we turn them to study tables. Because we don't get time to sit around meal to talk and hear each other out. So, healthy families amidst all these things still have time to be together no matter how busy they are, they find time to connect with one another. Find out what is going on in each other's life. They know that time spent together is crucial. If you sit on a dinner table with your children, you can hear what is going on in their life. When they are relaxed and they are eating, they can talk about things going on in their life. And that will give you opportunity to be with them. When we spend quality time together as a family, we express by our own action that we value and care about each other. I care about what is going on in your life. I care about what you're going through. I want to listen to you. 
That is what makes family healthy and strong. Because we know what is going on in each other's life. We listen, we talk, we share our experiences, we bring advice, we bring counsel, we laugh, we cry together, we do things together. A healthy family find time or make a family time a top priority. You spend time, you cannot have time, but you can create time and sit and listen to each other so that you will know what is going on on each other's life. When we spend quality time together as a family, we are spread by our actions that we value and care about each other. The next trait is constructive communication. How do you dialogue? How do you talk to each other in a family? Members of a strong family spend a lot of time engaging conversation with each other. To understand each other, family members have to invest the time necessary to share their feelings, opinions, concerns, and perspectives. They spend time to talk together constructively, not pulling one person down, not running one person down, not using abusive language on each other. They spend time to talk. So by practicing good communication skills, family members show their respect and are genuinely interested in each other. Constructive communication. Some years back, I was in a prayer meeting at Adabraka one Wednesday evening. Then I received a WhatsApp on my phone. Pastor, I'm at the parking lot. You need to come. Something is going on. So I just left. And um, so what is up? He said, well, my wife has locked me out of the house. She has closed the gate. And all what he's telling me is that I should go. I should go back to Susie. I should go to Susie. I should go back. I, I'm not coming to this house tonight. You useless man. Go back to Susie. Pastor, I don't know who Susie is. I don't know what I've done. So let's go. So he put me in the car and we went. So I called. So he heard my voice. Oh, Pastor, you are here. He opened. And I said, what is going on? He said, Pastor, my husband left his phone at home when I was going to work. There's this girl who has called about six times. Then finally, he sent a WhatsApp. Kojo, not his real name. Kojo, let's meet over lunch and talk about the issue. That's all what came on the phone. And his wife says, something is going on. So I asked, but Kojo didn't send this to Susie. It's Susie who sent to Kojo. So are you sure Kojo is going to even honor the lunch invitation? He's a useless man, Pastor. Look at me. I've gotten pregnant for you. I've had the baby and a knife for you. I've, I've, I've spoiled my ship, destroyed my ship, and you are going out with Susie. What kind of man are you? It went on and on and on and on and on. As soon as I got a call, I just called my wife, say, I'm coming home late. He took me to the estate. We sat down. We talked to about 3, 12 midnight. And the whole import of it is that he strongly believes that her husband is going out with a certain lady called Susie. 
So I said, Kojo, not his real name, please. When people share confidence, we don't mention their name. Kojo, who is Susie? But I'm even confused. Let me see the number. Then you saw the number. So Susie is my workmate. My MD has given us some project to do to present to him. So we work together. So when he said, let's meet over lunch and talk about the issue. It's about work. It's, it's work related. Pastor, I don't, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. I said, please. He who alleges must prove. Okay? This is your evidence. The fact that you have this on your phone, even if you go to court, they will cross-examine you on your evidence. What does, what, what, what does this prove? Can you prove that indeed your husband is sleeping with a woman called Susie? Your Lordship, I don't think that's what you do in court. You need to cross-examine the evidence. Okay, so we talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And uh, I had a very hectic time convincing her that please, you got to trust your husband. I've just had, you just had a baby on a maternity leave, so you strongly believe that your husband is helping himself out where? Constructive communication. You don't abuse, you don't use abusive language against the person you love. It becomes a dysfunctional family. You need to give each other the benefit of the doubt. You need to talk about the issues. You don't even need to ask angrily. You need to speak to your partner respectfully. Even if you have seen something that you are suspicious, calm down. Psychologists tell us that when you are extremely angry, you are temporarily insane. You will talk and throw your hands and pick something and throw and say something that you will regret. So healthy families always have constructive communication. I want to talk about the positives. I want to talk about the things I like about you. I want to talk about the things I will not rubbish you or be prejudiced towards you. We spend time to talk and we hear each other out respectfully. That's what makes families healthy. Respect one another, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. The next one is sincere appreciation is frequently expressed in healthy families. Sincere appreciation is frequently expressed in healthy families. Appreciation helps motivate family members to continue to behave in a positive way towards each other. If you like what I do and you tell me that you like what I do, you give me the motivation to do more. In some families, they only see the wrongs. The person has set you a table, spent all the time in the kitchen and has cooked just for you. You sat down, and as soon as you put your spoon in the rice, you saw a piece of hair string. That's the only thing that spoiled your appetite and brought your anger. Aside from all the sweat, of course, he's wearing, he's wearing hair, so some may accidentally fall. But when you see that, in fact, even when you see that, you, you quickly pick it and don't even show to her and continue eating your food. You need to have appreciation. So, you, when you do that, you give your partner motivation to do more. Appreciation should be expressed frequently, both verbally and with meaningful gestures. Appreciate one another. 
write a note and put it under the pillow. Write a note and put it on the car seat where your husband or your wife will see it. And write, this is what I like about you. I really appreciate this about you. I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed to be your wife or your husband. When children clean their room, thank them. Thank you for cleaning your room. Thank you for picking the toys. Thank you for taking your bath. Thank you for doing your homework. Appreciate one another. Don't only search for the bad things that they do. Family members, sincere appreciation is frequently expressed in healthy relationships. Tell them what you like about them. Tell them what they do well and how you like what they are doing. And that will be a functional family. There are a lot of dysfunctional families where you all go after the wrongs. They are shouting at each other. At times when the husband even closed from work, he, 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 he doesn't want to go home. Because as soon as you arrive, you are now coming. Instead of spending time with me, you spend with your friends. You have just accused the person, jacked the person, prosecuted the person, and incarcerated the person. You, you have to ask questions. <laughs> You have to ask questions. Okay? When you ask questions, you get answers. When you politely ask questions, you get polite answers. So that you will not be fighting each other all the time. Number five. Family members look out for each other, not just for themselves. We watch each other's back. Healthy family watch each other's back. We protect each other. We support each other. We don't round down each other. We don't help to destroy each other. I had a, another call where a guy who had just married in September, by November, a guy called me, Pastor, come to my house and see something. So I went. When I entered the, the living room, it was like a war zone. Everything breakable had been broken. Everything, plates, everything, including the light bulb, had been smashed. I said, What's happening? Then he said, Pastor, I want my husband to suffer. I said, why? Why do you want your husband to Don't you know that when your husband suffer, you also suffer? <laughs> All the things that you have destroyed, he's going to find money to replace them. When you ask him money, where is he going to find for you? A small misunderstanding, it was like a war zone, I want my husband to suffer. Please don't let your husband suffer. So family members watch each other's back and they are there. Jesus taught us that whatever you want men to do to you, do the same to them. Matthew 7, 12. Healthy families do their best to live by this golden rule. If it is not good for me, I won't do it to you. If I pinch myself and I say, edgy, I will not pinch you because I know your reaction will be edgy. So we help each other and then we watch each other's back. Individuals in family consider how others will be affected when making decisions. When you are single, you make decisions, it's for you. When you are married, you have wife and children, you make decisions, there must be a family meeting to discuss that decision. For everybody to ask questions, sincere questions and get answers. You don't wake up one morning and then say, I'm moving to 
kwa utafu. Whether you like it or not, I'm gone. It affects whatever decision you make affects the entire family. So you sit down, you discuss, they ask you questions, you give answers, you allay their fears, and you work together. So family members look out for each other by the way they react. Before they speak, they think about whether they will want to be on the receiving end of what they are about to say. What I'm going to say to you, will I be happy when is the other way around, a reverse psychology. If, if, I, if I say this to you, will I be happy if you are saying that to me? Healthy families, they watch each other's back. Individual family members consider how others will be affected when they make decisions. When we treat our family members as we will want to be treated, then we can achieve the fruits of a high-functioning family. We care about each other. We run when we hear something has gone wrong. We don't go and rub it in. We help one another. The goal is to create an atmosphere in which each family member feels love and is inspired to work for the common family goals. I remember my daughter, they stole money. He has put the, the bag around here and somebody stole her money. She was stranded. And he called, Daddy, they have stolen my money. I look at my mobile wallet, it was empty. So I call his brother, David, call Priscilla. So right away, I'll call. That's how we are connected. I'll call. Then he spoke to his sister, send money from his wallet so his sister could come home. We watch over each other. We care about each other. Okay, we look out for each other. We want the best for each other. We seek the interests of each other. We create an atmosphere in which each family member feels love and inspired to work for a common family goal. The next one is conflicts are resolved constructively and promptly. Healthy, functional families, when conflict comes, when misunderstanding comes, they resolve. They, they constructively resolve promptly. They don't sleep over those those offenses, they work on them. There may be times when you offend those dearest to you or hurt their feelings in the family unit. Misunderstandings are a normal part of family life. If the parties do not make amends with each other, it can lead to bitterness and grudges. And then it makes that family a toxic family. They don't want to sit down and watch TV together. They don't want to sit down and eat together. You know, you handle family issues where the husband and wife are not talking and they, 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 they go to their separate rooms and then one is in the kitchen cooking, another won't come out. As soon as the person finishes cooking, then he peeps and sees he's gone, then you also come and cook. You go to the diversity. I mean, I don't go to people's diversity. They come to tell us. You go to the Dobrisi, there's a tiro here, there's a tiro here. You don't touch my tiro, I don't touch your tiro. Where are we going? And yet they are married. They are married. Okay? So you, 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 you resolve conflict fast. Misunderstanding are a normal part of life. Communication and mistrust will build and family cohesion will disappear. 
when you don't solve those issues, when issues come and you don't solve them, it will be like a table here, and there's a chair here, there's a chair here, and the issues are piling up. As they pile up, you sit here, I sit here, I don't see you again, I see the issues. That's why I change your name. Wicked man, insensitive woman. Because I see the issues instead of seeing you. We have a woman come to your office, a man whose husband will come to the office and complain about the wife. And then you call the wife and the wife come, say, Pastor, you have not called me before. But as soon as you call me, I know the dead devil has come to see you. How do you call your husband? You have children with the dead devil. Because issues came and you didn't take time to resolve them. And when you don't resolve issues, you see the issues. You don't see each other. You see the issues. It blinds you. That's why you change each other's name. So communication and mistrust builds up and family cohesion disappears. When offenses occur in families, bad feelings should not be allowed to fester. Talk about it. Crack jokes. If the person has squeezed his face, crack jokes and force the person to laugh so that you can talk. Healthy families do that. Families talk issues out without attacking each other personally. And when I'm doing counseling, I say, please, if there's an issue, don't attack your wife or your husband. Attack the issue. Then they'll ask me, he's the one who is the issue. <laughs> he's the one. So why do you say I shouldn't attack him? What is the issue? The issue is him. I say, please, the issue is not him. The issue is you don't like the, the fact that he comes home from work late. So the issue is my husband coming home from work late. What is causing that? Let's sit down, talk about that, and address that issue of my husband coming home late. Don't attack each other. Attack the issue. And then both of you will come out with the practical steps to resolve that issue. You don't allow the enemy to put things in your head. That the father is coming home late means he's spending time with another woman. Don't allow that. Because if they ask you to prove, you can't prove it. Be positive, don't be negative. If you have questions, politely ask those questions, respectfully. And answers will come. Finally, a shared spiritual commitment. This is a very, very important point. Healthy families have a shared spiritual commitment. Families are truly strong when they are bound in unity by their relationship with God. Time to pray together. Time to study God's word together. Time to go to church together. Time to do ministry in church together. Time to give to support the work of the church together. Time to share our faith together. Time to do things together that we teach one another that we love God. We are a Christian family. I and my family, we will serve the Lord. So families are truly strong when they are bound in unity by their relationship with God. Being, commitment, being committed to God's way of life gives healthy families a sense of purpose and meaning. Because you are people of faith. When crisis come, you can all go on your knees and pray because you serve a God who answers prayer. They are able to put trials and difficulties into perspective and maintain the right focus when crisis hits. They trust God, they love God, they believe in God, they go before God 
and they pray to their Heavenly Father about the difficult times, the crisis, and everything, so that they have a right focus on God, who indeed answers prayer. God's word provides light for them, a guidance for living, which will create a positive home life. They study God's word, they obey God's word, they read God's word. It's a light onto their path. Healthy families have a shared spiritual commitment. If you, your husband is an unbeliever and you, are, you go to church and then you have issues and you go and tell your pastor and pastor say, call me your husband and you come and you ask, my pastor is calling you. Say, right, he's your pastor, not my pastor. You shared a spiritual commitment together. Do not be unequally yoked. If you're about to marry, please don't make that mistake. Somebody came to me and said, Pastor, pray for me. I am madly, stupidly in love with a Muslim. I said, I'm not going to pray for you. You know what to do. I'm not going to pray for you. You know what to do. Do not be unequally yoked. You share the spiritual commitment and that will make your family a very healthy one. God's word will be a light unto you and then you will see your way clear. In conclusion, if your family falls short this morning as you have heard this, if your family falls short in any of these areas, don't be despair. No human being will be perfect parent, Spouse, son, daughter, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, sibling. What matters most is that you are striving to have a family relationship that is healthy. And these are some of the pointers I've given this morning. A healthy family is characterized by these things that I have shared this morning. Understanding the traits of healthy families is a first step. It will take determination commitment and efforts on your part. But in the end, you have a healthy family that is definitely something worth working for. Healthy family relationship. Healthy family relationship does not happen automatically. It's hard work. You take steps and say, I'm going to make my family healthy under God. God be my helper. God is going to help me. And I'm going to have a healthy family relationship. And when you are at that point, God will be with you. May he bless his words and encouragements into our hearts this morning. Amen. Let's share a word of prayer as I invite you to come. I have to move to Adabraka as usual. So if you see me sneaking out, just bow down your heads. Pray about what you just heard. Uh, before we go to the altar call. Lord, where am I lacking? Where do I need to improve? Help me, grant me grace, grant me wisdom, grant me favor to have a healthy family.